1: the Claws and down the stair <laughs> <laughs> in the house with Burke, Burke and Hare. Burke's Butchers, the butcher, Hare's the thief, knocks the, the man the that buys the beef. Burke and Hare, they, they were a pair, killed a wife and didn't they care? They, they put, put her in a box and, her box and sent her off to Dr. Knox.
2: Burke's the, the butcher, Hare's the, the thief,
1: <laughs> knocks the yin that buys the beef. beef. Well, in case you hadn't realised, this week's Patreon episode is the case of Birkenhead.
2: Yeah.
1: Welcome, my name is Carol and I'm your host along with my fellow host... Lauren! Lily! Hello Lassie! <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so crap out of accents. Oh, I love it. Should we try it? No, we I don't won't. think Scottish people say hello, they have like a better word than Hello.
2: I always, my Scottish auntie goes, hey, hey, so That's better. Oh, hey, 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 lassie.
1: I can't do hey. it. I'd
2: not to at Scottish.
1: Scottish. <laughs> I wish I was better. Oh. I'm quarter cool Scottish, you know, my granddad's Scottish. Yeah? I'm a Douglas.
2: Nice. The
1: clan of the Douglas.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, but you wouldn't know by my stupid sex accent, I'm <laughs> sure, my crappy <laughs> Scottish accent. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: if we had a Scottish accent, we'd be raking it in by now.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. We'd be, like, all over the I radio think- and telly as voice artists, as <laughs> Scottish accent. Essex is the most annoying <laughs> accent
2: in the world, dot com. Yeah, probably. When I try and be pushed, I get called Australian. Yeah, that is a good point. And when I went to somewhere, Spain, I think it was, I was with a Glaswegian and a Mancoulian, and a Dutch guy said, I can understand them two. on about Yeah, but couldn't understand a word I was saying.
1: Do you remember when Siri first come out on yeah. the iPhones, right? And I only, obviously, but everyone was playing with it, trying to get it to work. It would not understand no. Essex. I had to put in an American accent for it to understand oh. me. It was weird. Yes. Literally, I was trying all these different accents. Obviously, I'm shit accents, but I was trying all these different <laughs> ah. ones. And eventually, I think I was just talking. Like, it might have even been Australian. It definitely yeah. weren't my own voice. It did Siri couldn't understand what the fuck Brass I was bullshit. saying. Doesn't bode well with the fact we're doing a podcast, does it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't put subtitles oh on a podcast, God. Lauren. Unfortunately, because well, I'm hard of can Because I do <laughs> yeah,
2: on the caption.
1: Yeah, yeah. place caption. We'll, we'll just
2: do it there. We we'll have to we'll do the ho- translate the whole episode because <laughs> <laughs> no one can understand. Oh, that and that mispeech impediment, we'll be laughing, Kaz.
1: Oh Christ, yeah, that's true. Oh, don't. No. <laughs> we'll
2: be raking it in in no time.
1: <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, the case of broken hair. <laughs> we just like. I didn't really you kind of like you hear a little bits about them, don't you? Like mm-hmm. I think they've had episodes on horrible histories and stuff like that. Oh you'll see them in the Chamber of Horrors. And, yes. Yeah. I went
2: to the Edinburgh Dungeons. Yeah. Like the London Dungeons mm. and it, they were all about this and i got I loved it. I
1: yeah. loved it. It's good isn't it? it's a bit mm. of folklore but it's also based in truth and Yeah. It's a decent story actually. Yeah. I'm it's really a good like one. It. Yeah, yeah, it's very macabre as well. There's some bits at the end you're like, oh, <laughs> Wow eh. But um mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, in the early early 1800s, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. it was set, uh, I'll say it was set. Um, the scene was set? The scene was set in Scotland. Scotland. At the beginning of the 19th century. Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> they were both Irish as well They were both Irish so, so actually the story Starts in Ireland So
2: all I can say Is potato And situation That's all I can do <laughs> From Keith Levin I can't do any uh, of it Oh is that where it's from Yeah go to Tom Whenever he watches Anyone Irish now I go What's the situation Tom <laughs> uh, I should have watched uh, Derry,
1: Derry Girls or something Oh I love Derry yeah, Girls Yeah I know But I just Oh I used to watch The Commitments a lot And I used yeah. to know A little bit Oh they say Egypt Egypt e- yeah. e- Egypt that's about the only Irish word I know. Oh, it's brilliant. Know. But it is a great, oh, it's a great accent. Oh, oh,
2: it is beautiful. When a
1: man speaks in an Irish accent, do not it make you melt a little oh, bit? knees go weak. Mm, it's definitely the opposite of the Essex <laughs> accent. Yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, it is lovely. But, um, yeah, so yeah, so you've done a bit of background, didn't you, on Burke I and did? Hare? I am Amen.
2: So, William Burke and William Hare. So, they're both William. So, I thought, should we call them Will and Bill? Ha <laughs> ah, or do we just go? Birkenhair, yeah, yeah. Hair. So they were two serial killers active in Edinburgh, Scotland. Both were Irish-born bur- <laughs> and immigrated to Scotland. William Burke was born in 1792 in County Cork, and he was the son of a really Catholic family, Kaz And he immigrated to Scotland in 1888 to work on the uh, in the navy. And he moved to Edinburgh in 1827. Mm. William Hare, it's a bit speculation, but when in court, he states his date of birth. So from that, we gather he was born in 1807 in County Dan, Ireland. Mm. So, but people, as I say, are really unsure on his birthday. He's just speculated. He's quite elusive, this one. He's a lot more elusive than Burke.
1: I think Burke wrote a little. Uh but like biography of himself mm-hmm. and so that's why there's a bit plus he was from more of a, like a middle-class family so yeah. he would have had more of an
2: education mm-hmm. so he also moved to Scotland to join the navy in 1880 the same place as Burke however the two were yet to meet they didn't meet they here. went
1: to work on the Union Canal didn't they yeah yeah
2: so yeah they both went to work on the Union Canal linking Edinburgh to Falkirk I've been to Falkirk and I've been to Edinburgh. Oh, I've never been to Falkirk. Yeah. It is it talk- nice? Yeah, it's lovely. Mm, yeah, it yeah. took four years to complete. And after this, Burke worked his way around taking farm work as a labourer when he could. And he also picked up cobbling during this time. What, a load of cobblers? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's such a Lauren oh, joke, I just is. had to say. <laughs> <laughs> Here, before moving to Scotland, may have had work hot picking in Kent. Oh really? All my ancestors hot peaked in Kent. That yeah. was their holiday. Yeah, yeah. So he, he does remain his history quite elusive as well. So it's just speculated. So Burke married his wife in Ireland, and she had like they had kids together. And due to an upset with the father-in-law, he then disowned them and like just left Ireland without them and mm-hmm. moved to Scotland. Yeah. Um. So. He's gone to Scotland, alone, single, young, free, and ready to mingle. I think he did write to his
1: wife and try and persuade her to come, but yeah. she just jogged him on. Yeah. I don't think she, she ever replied to any of his letters. Perhaps she was, like, angry for leaving Well, no, something. there is
2: a reason, oh. I, I think, anyway. Oh. So, yeah, by then, Burke took a common-law wife known as Helen, but her nickname is Nellie. Um, You've got a say her name because it's very Scottish. Dougal. Mc McDougal, Mac- McDougal, <laughs> McDougal, hello, McDougal, <laughs> McDougal. Yeah, Nelly <laughs> McDougal, Nelly McDougal. Yeah. that's great. And Hare tried to call. Um, his former landlord's wife, Margaret, and they eventually married in 1826, and moved into a lodging house now in Tanner's Close. But I'm guessing that's his, her former husband's lodging. Mm. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. So I didn't read that, so thanks for clearing that up. Yeah,
1: he moved to the cheap lodgings called Logs Lodgings in Westpool. Uh, and when, when the husband died, they it, moved it in. Consoled Margaret.
2: Oh, I'll bet he did. See, that
1: didn't you like smell a rat when you see the husband died and then he swooped in? Of course. Knowing what he's capable
2: of. Exactly. I I haven't read anything that's just yeah. me. That's just no, of me thinking you know so, the worst. History dictates that. All the women in both of these men's life, before and after, showed signs of dos- domestic abuse, Kez. Mm. Yeah. Um, they were angry men. They always were heard raring and fighting. Mm. So the, that's why I think the lady in Ireland didn't go to him because why would she go to him be, wanting to beat up and whatever kids around there? Do you know what I mean? Perhaps she thought, I'm washed my hands a bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jog on. Mm, you I go think... and beat someone else up. I think they were both pretty
1: heavy drinkers mm-hmm. as well, which would have had a, a negative impact on mm-hmm. family life, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm.
2: So Nellie Burke's... Nellie McDougal. Nellie McDougal. Yeah, so she may have been a sex worker who followed the navies as they progressed along the Union Canal, and that's how Burke met her.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why UnitedHealthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about UnitedHealthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. (laughs) You've got the giggles. I don't
2: know. I think it's the Nellie McDougall. Nellie McDougall.
1: I I love it. I love
2: (laughs) that name. It's brilliant, isn't it? And Margaret had a nickname. Do you know what her nickname was? Maggie. Lucky. Lucky. She's this this woman so cool. She's so cool. Her surname's Led. Lucky Led. I like that. Lucky Led. And she works alongside the men of the canal. In drag, Kaz, she dressed as a man to blend in, and she worked as a navyman man along the canal. Oh, really? Mhm. Wow, that's how cool is that? Yeah. So, because Bert... men
1: would have been paid a lot more than women yeah. back then, wouldn't they? And so... I thought, how astute yeah. that? Good honour. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, as long it's as cool, she's isn't? capable
2: of the physical work, mm-hmm. why not? So Burke having two children in Ireland with his first wife, um, and Nellie had. Two children from a previous relationship, so they had four children together, but obviously perk 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 <laughs> didn't have his two cho- children with him mm. um hare had one child we're lucky, but the parentage is speculated on that it might not be haires
1: mm I see,
2: yeah, um, she had a child in a previous marriage as well, so they've got. Two children as well. So Mm -hmm. they've got four children in this lodging house. Yeah. So I'll go on to her they meet. So it was a really weird scenario. They didn't meet at all along the canals Mm -hmm. and all that. And Burke really was had enough by now, Cause He's thinking, I'm going to go. Me and Ellie are going to pack up our troubles in our old kit bag and go and be a scotler somewhere, a cobbler somewhere because we're done. Can't find work. Can't do what I need to do. They're we're quite on, poor in We're having yeah. We're mm-hmm. having our last shilling or whatever it would have been. Mm. We can't carry on. They were selling second-hand clothes to survive. Yeah, and he was picking up work as a cobbler, but not greatly. So he was literally this is out, and she's agreed. She's agreed to go with him. Mm. And they were on a this random meeting in the street. They bumped into Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> And after t- talking, they found out they had a bit in common and Lucky said, let's go for a drink. So they've all gone for a drink and they're telling her, oh, so we're um, down on a luck. We've got no money. Mm-hmm. We've had enough. We're, li- we're, lo- we're leaving. We've done it. We don't know where to go, but we're not staying here. Um, And Lucky wouldn't have none of it. She was like, no, we- we've got a spare room. We've got a spare bedroom. Someone's moved out. Yeah. You can take that. In their lodging house. Yeah, in the lodging house. We won't charge you much. We've got a spare little room. Just come. And it was in Tanners Close. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they've um, got all their stuff together and moved into Tanners Close. So now the four of them are under the one household. Yeah. And they've become friends. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they've actually become friends. It says that they... Oh, hang on. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I have got something about these two. Boisterous, I think, was mentioned. Someone mm. called him Oh, so. Burke was fifteen years older than Hare and he was described as illiterate hair, sorry. Hare was described as illiterate, lean, quarrelsome and ill moral and a face full of scars. Mm. They were both very hard drinking and that's how they bonded. And boisterous. And they were known to constantly be raring with their wives mm. and they would lean on each other, which is I find it was a bit weird, so they would have <laughs> a row with their man, wife and then just go out together. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. So they're um that's where they are. So they're drinking, they're consolidating mm. each other, drinking together about women, I expect, and woes of life and
1: <laughs> Yeah, moaning about their uh-huh. wives. Yeah, so, so yeah, like you say, they're both, um, neither of them had a lot of money, but they both had aspirations to make more Mm -hmm. money. Um, They, um, so that's what they had in common as well. They're they're both on the lookout how to make, how to make quick Quick quick, buck. Yeah, quick buck. And they both like to drink. Mm -hmm. They're both from Ireland as well, so I'm guessing they had that connection. Yeah. Um, During this period in Edinburgh, Edinburgh was world renowned in anatomy. The mm-hmm. leading people in the world work there training the students in anatomy. Yep. Now, obviously, anatomy is cutting up people and, uh, and showing the students, you know, surgery, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need the raw material, which is a dead human body, mm. to practice on. Because Edinburgh is becoming so famous and popular for world-class yeah. training, the people at the university are running out of corpses. Oh,
2: God. This, what a predicament. Well,
1: <laughs> this sparked a huge trend in grave robbing, right? Families would hire a, a night watchman to try and stop the grave robbers oh, every God. night, like until, say, I don't know, months gone by mm-hmm. where the body would be too decomposed yeah. to, to want to be
2: robbed, and then they would let, let them go. I heard about them putting really, like, big concrete slabs on top of them as yeah. well, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, they, they, was all, they would just do everything Eesh. they could think of to stop the grave robbers taking their loved ones, stealing them. Um, and the, the trouble is, at this point, the only they called cad, uh, cadavers. cadavers. Mm-hmm. The only cadavers that were permitted by law were the bodies of executed criminals. So there was hardly any at all. So that's why they would like... And then um, it was believed the doctors and their assistants guessed where these specimens had come from and they just turned a blind oh, eye because they, really yeah. they really needed them. They really needed them. I think eventually they changed the law to say um, like some other people could be um, used as cadavers as well. Mm-hmm. But again, it was quite a small pool of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like yeah, if your relatives said you could and things yeah. like that probably similar to today really but it yeah. was just what they just could the supply and demand was like the demand was outstripping supply mm-hmm. basically and people like Burke and hair seen opportunity this is how it started it, they're, they're opportunistic mm-hmm. and entrepreneurial and don't give a fuck about any people
2: <laughs> my man's <name's> giving up <laughs> body up to science.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm a donor. Is that the same? It is, isn't it? Organ donor. I
2: think so. I'm an organ donor, no, yeah. but she's literally written a will that she's given her body up to science. Yeah, saves on a
1: funeral. Yeah. I suppose. I want to be, I want to be buried in one of those biodegradable coffins and then become mm. a tree. Nice. I want to be a tree. Yeah. I think they Probably cost like the 10 times more than a normal funeral, though. But, oh,
2: God. Oh, I don't know. Burial at sea, eh? Listen, we'll burn you and we'll just put you in a tree. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, sprinkle me on a bush or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's cheaper. <laughs> I'm an accountant. I'm tired. Do the cheapest way possible. <laughs> Chuck me in the Thames. I don't care. Yeah,
2: I'm with you. we all the way there. Um,
1: yes. Yeah, so they argued often this pair, but they were bound by their love of whiskey and wanting to make money any way they could. Mm-hmm. And the 29th of November, fun fact, my birthday... And Rose West's birthday yeah, Um, In 1827 One of the lodgers at the lodging house An old man called Donald He died before he'd been paid his pension So he died owing four quid in rent How
2: dare he That's that's what
1: Hare said Hare was fucking livid (laughs) Absolutely furious that Donald died Before he paid his rent he was outraged. Is the word that they used. <laughs> I
2: don't know why anger gets me so bad, but
1: it gets yeah. me. All yeah, the you time. Can, I can just imagine him yeah. with all these scars yeah. and just being living, being a, like a complete idiot. Yeah. Like he's described as an idiot as well in one of the descriptions Good. of people that knew him. And he's just hopping around the house, going, "How dare he fucking yeah. die? He owes me four. Yeah, he owes me four pounds. Oh, he wouldn't have had a Scottish uh, accent when he's Irish. Irish. I was an Irishman, say four pounds. Top of the morning to you. Four pounds. Come <laughs> out. I can't <laughs> but yeah, so easily livid, absolutely livid. And the pair of them, they cook up a scheme mm-hmm. that what they'll do when the undertakers come, they fill the coffin with tree bark to weigh it down and they hide the body under the bed until the funeral.
2: Sauce pots.
1: Once the funeral's done and dusted, they put the body of Donald in a tea chest and they carry it To Barclays Anatomy School, which is where Professor Robert Knox, the man who is in our song that we started the Mm -hmm. episode with, is a lecturer. Ah. Robert Knox is a very popular lecturer. The uh, description of him was that he was very flamboyant in his dress and in his methods of teaching. Wow. Um, I should imagine... <clears throat> going to a lecture in like in the 1820s would have been quite a dry experience yeah. <laughs> and so the, a, a lot of the students preferred his methods of teaching because he would be really flamboyant oh. and just make it more fun for them so yeah. he's really popular which means he needs a ton of bodies yeah. to
2: to work on needs more bodies than most
1: exactly and he is prepared to offer he offered seven pounds and ten shillings to Burke and Hare for the body of Donald wow which in today's money is about 700 pounds to them, that was a fortune, because Jeez. Burke, when he was literally down on, like when he was on his uppers and he mm-hmm. was saying we're going to leave, he was earning one pound a week doing Barking his cobbling, yeah. which again is about a hundred pounds a week. Yeah. It's not enough for a family to to live on. Like no. you say, they there was a couple of kids, his wife, so it was seven hundred pounds, would an absolute fortune. So obviously they split it. Um, on their way out, Knox's assistant ran up to him. Like, wait, gents, wait, shh, shh, shh. Mister Knox, sorry, Professor Knox. Says he would be very pleased to see you men again, you gentlemen again. So, in other words, oh. bring me more bodies.
2: Oh.
1: So, he's encouraging it, isn't he? Yeah, he's encouraging it. He's, like, he's thinking for like seven pounds and ten shillings, I can get myself a, a, like a good supply. Yeah. Right. Anyway, one of the other lodgers, a miller called Joseph, mm-hmm. he became really ill. He wasn't very well at all, but not terminal. <laughs> Although, according to Birk and Hare, he was terminal. and He, they was, just, he was
2: on his way out, guys. He was
1: on his way. He was going to die anyway. It was inevitable. So, what they did was they plied him with whiskey until he passed out and then they smothered him to death. Oh, God. And this is their MO f- from now until they're caught. Cool. So, th- instead of waiting for someone to die of yeah. natural causes like Donald, they've got a taste for it. They're like, got no morals, have they? No. And I don't give a yeah, fart. no matter how poor I was, I wouldn't do yeah. that. But then yeah. these pair, we've had this before with pairs, though, I was we? Just like with Fred that. and Rose. I was thinking exactly
2: the same. Yeah,
1: because if, if they no,
2: encourage each other, they, encourage I think. Each other yeah.
1: they do. There's not one in that pair saying, You can't do that. Yeah. They're both going, Yeah, smother him, get yeah. to 700 quid. So they do that. Um, they take him to Knox, and this time they get £10 pounds for Joseph the Miller.
2: Now they've got themselves a business plan. Sorry, I've just seen a fun fact. You know, we're talking about hair's rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> rage. Hare's rage. The rage of hair. So, during the murders, the East Hall's hair's refused to Hare's carry hair's refused to carry the body. Uh, refused to carry the heavy load. The bodies quotation marks. Oh, we like the, the tea chest with the body yeah. in. Yeah, and he enraged hair so much. <laughs> this is not funny. He shot and killed his own horse, (laughs) and then had to carry the body (laughs) itself up the hill. Because apparently it was quite—it's quite a steep hill up there to the college. So. Not only has he lost his shits, yeah. shot the oil, shot the only thing that was helping him, now he's got to drag this fucking thing <laughs> oh up God. the hill. I can just imagine him going to the halls, that will fucking show you. Yeah, yeah. and, and he's
1: like, oh, I've got to carry the fucking oh, thing fuck now. For fuck's sake, what for done. <laughs> no. um, That's really funny. Yeah. Oh my God, what a complete nutcase. I know. Oh, my God, he, sound, he, just, he just sounds like your typical angry man, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you think he, had, do you think he was short? He had, like, short man issues. I was <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I'd know. There's say... nothing going on there.
2: Yeah. Oh, 100%. He's angry.
1: <laughs> so, February 1828, they meet a pensioner, a lady called Abigail Simpson. Mm-hmm. And she was from Gilmerton, which I think was just outside Edinburgh. Right. And to top up her pension, she used to come into the city of Edinburgh and sell salt.
2: Oh, that little lover. fact broke
1: my heart. I thought, "Oh, bless her, big girl, oh, popping in the city and selling salt." Love oh. her. Anyway, these pair don't care. They invite her back, ply her with alcohol, and then they smother her. Oh. They put her in a tea chest. Obviously, they have to carry it themselves because they've killed the fucking horse. <laughs> the horse <is> dead. <laughs> they uh, Knox pays them ten pounds. Wow, for her. So yeah, that was that's a grand in it. Yeah, yeah. So decent. They're rolling in it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the price fluctuated depending on the seasons. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure why. It was something to do with like, the heat and I the cold say, and stuff yeah. and how long they could be yeah. preserved for. So, yeah, I think that's why there was a bit of a, a, bit of a price fluctuation.
2: Mm. Uh, April
1: 1828, Burke meets two women, Mary Patterson and Janet Brown, who are working as prostitutes in Edinburgh. Uh, he plies them with alcohol and he invites them back to the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get so drunk, Mary passes out. Uh, Janet doesn't pass out She just carries on Drinking and chatting With Burke And Burke's wife Comes home That's <laughs> Helen isn't it Yeah It's Helen uh, McDougall. <laughs> McDougall. Nelly. Nelly Nelly comes back Fucking pissed off Like she thinks He's having an affair Oh no With Janet Well you would I think if you come yeah. home And some strange woman's in your kitchen Getting pissed with your husband
2: Yeah The other one's past that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the one past that <laughs> You and Charlotte Are the ones Carrying, <laughs> carrying on the on, party Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, no, I'll probably sloped by them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they have a huge row. While they're rowing, Janet just slips out. Um, Helen, she's really angry. She goes and gets Hare and Margaret. And um, <laughs> Hare and B- Burke and Hare get their wives. Yeah. So they get Margaret, they get. Um, Janet, uh, sorry, not Janet. (laughs) They get Helen, sorry, Nelly, and Margaret, their wives, and they shut them away. They lock (gasps) them in a room and then they smother Mary while she's unconscious. Oh, God. And they do the usual thing they take Mary to Knox and they get acrid for her. Oh God Right during dissection, so during the lesson of mm-hmm. that day when they're dissecting her body, Mary's mm-hmm. body, some of the students had actually been customers of Mary's <gasps> and they recognized her on the slab
2: no. and I think
1: some of their accounts were like they they were so in awe of the professor they didn't feel confident enough to confront the professor as to where Mary like why Mary was dead because she was a yeah. working prostitute they would have noticed if she had some terminal wow. illness. Well, they die syphilis. Oh, I, don't, I think so I mean there'd be signs of things like that and she looks she's yeah. obviously been smothered it's not like yeah. she's got signs of disease on her body at yeah. all but um, yeah so I think by, by those accounts yeah. of the students there were some suspicions but nobody wanted to question the professor no. nobody wanted to rock the boat but you get that a lot people in authority do mm. they can be quite intimidating can't they oh 100% a couple about three or four days later, Janet comes back to the lodging house to see where Mary's gone because she hasn't seen her, and they um, they just say that that Mary has gone to Glasgow with a travelling salesman. That gave me Fred and Rose West. Vibes. That yeah,
2: that right there, I'm thinking, oh, I don't like that. Mm.
1: Over the uh, so during was that she night, suspicious. Okay, so no, don't I know. don't think she was suspicious. Oh no, no, but she does pop up at the trial later.
2: Okay.
1: Um so, during this, there's a nine month period, mm-hmm. and they kill a total of 16 people. Jeez. And they earn around £160. Pounds. Wow. Um, so, that, I don't know, what's that, £16,000? Mm. So, um, yeah, they earn, they earn really good money out of yeah. it, but they do, in the process, kill 16 people.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: Uh, they kill an old lady and her grandson, um, wow. a lady called Mrs Osler. One of um, one of Nellie McDougall's aunts, Aunt Anne. I mean, that's mad, isn't it, yeah. that they killed a family member, because surely that would bring the police knocking, but it didn't. Wow. Um, There was a a mentally retarded 18-year-old called James Wilson who was affectionately known around the area as Darth Jamie. He did fight back, but they did manage to kill him. Oh, poor Jamie. And his mother came looking for him, but Um, obviously couldn't find
2: him. What I'm just thinking, Kaz, what's the worst thing as a serial killer You face getting rid of the bodies they've got a perfect way of getting rid of the bodies i thought that exactly
1: yes when i was researching it looking
2: for them because there's no body
1: the body's hidden in plain sight yeah on a
2: dissecting table there's no body so
1: everyone would expect a dead body to be on a dissecting table wouldn't they yeah that's never going to raise any suspicions but jamie because he was uh, a known figure in the area God love him some of the students recognized jamie on the slab. Right. And they started to say they recognised him. So Dr. Knox started the dissection with Jamie's face <gasps> to prevent any more um, like uh, identification. Yeah. And also, apparently, Jamie had deformed feet, so he removed the feet as well. Okay. So that tells me, that screams out to me, Dr. Knox no. knew he exactly know, he? what was going on, but wanted to carry on with his practices. Yeah. Their final victim is in October 1828, Mary Doherty. Burke lures her to his house by claiming his mother is also a Doherty from the same area of Ireland. They have drinks with the wives and are eventually interrupted by some of the other lodgers, Anne and James Grey, who are a couple that live in the same lodging mm-hmm. house. Um, they tell Anne and James Grey they're having a party and can they spend the night down the road at Hare's house? Mm-hmm. Hare lives in his foot house. Um, when Anne and James Grey leave, they smother Marjorie while the wives keep watch. So now the wives seem to All be a little bit involved it. as well, yeah. yeah. The next day the greys return and begin to feel suspicious as they won't let them anywhere near the bed where um where Anne had left her belongings. So she came back, she was looking for her stockings and, and grey uh Birk and Hare are trying to put her off going anywhere near the bed. So later on, they eventually leave and Anne's alone. She searches and she finds the body of Marjorie under the bed. Oh no. Helen comes back and she tries to bribe Anne with ten pounds a week and Anne you know, she's a she's a law abiding citizen, she just goes, No, that's not gonna work and she yeah. goes and reports the murder to the police. Um in the meantime, Burke and Hare remove the body and they take it to Knox. So when the police come to the house to search, there's no body under the bed. What they've they've disposed of yeah. the body, yeah. it's on the fucking slab. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. But they do find bloodstain they find Margie's blood stained clothes. Oh no. And then they get a tip off to go to Knox. James Grey goes to the anatomy theatre mm-hmm. and he identifies Marjorie's body. And that's it. The game's up. The Ber- jig is up. Burke and Hare and Helen, the wife, Nellie, in it. Yeah. Um, they all get arrested. So all three of them get arrested. Oh no. It looks like the other wife, Margaret. Yeah. What was her, Lucky? Lucky. Oh, she's called Lucky, yeah, that's why. She gets yeah, there's no mention of her at all. She doesn't really? uh, yeah, she doesn't seem to um have been arrested along with the other three. So William Ray, the chief legal officer of the Scottish government, Mm -hmm. decides to offer Hare a deal to turn King's evidence and Mm -hmm. testify against Burke and his wife, and then he'll be offered immunity. This is because (laughs) there's hardly any evidence, because all the bodies have been fucking dissected. Yeah, exactly. There's hardly any evidence at all of all these people that he's killed. So they need need one of the pair to turn King's evidence. So obviously, he goes for it. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. And Hare has always been seen as like the more stupid one, mm-hmm. the more violent one. Mm-hmm. The uh, he was just, angrier one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His horse would testify to that, I think. yeah. I think so. He had the temper, yeah. I have that. <clears throat> the trial begins on Christmas Eve 1828. And I think it goes on all day because there's um, accounts of the trial where um, they're actually eating their soup and their bread like their dinner while the court case is going wow. on. <laughs> it's a different time, isn't it? It's it so is. so weird to think about that. Wow. But they don't even have like a break to go and have their soup. They have to eat it while they're being tried. Wow. Um, after one day, they're both convicted of Marjorie's murder. Wow. Janet returns and so then he's also convicted of Mary's murder because Janet can testify about mm-hmm. Mary. And I think there's one other person that they managed to find, they managed to convict him of Mm -hmm. as well. So Helen's complicity in the crime is later deemed not proven under Scottish law. Sorry, Scottish law. (laughs) And she is freed and gets off. And Hare is released. Um, Hare is released and moves to England and he's never heard of again. Although there was a rumour that he was set upon by an angry mob
2: Ooh. And he lived
1: out the rest of his days as a blind beggar on the streets of London.
2: Serves him right.
1: So that's pretty grim, isn't it? Is that it? why
2: the pub's called the Blind Beggar? Yeah,
1: maybe. Maybe it's after Duncan Yeah, Eyre. yeah.
2: They've got a pub named after him <laughs> in Scotland. Why not have two pubs?
1: Oh, don't. So, Dr Knox wasn't charged with anything. Oh, no. no, Nothing at all. See, he was in a very powerful, powerful position. position. Yeah. Probably untouchable. Yeah. Maybe a bit of bribery. Who yeah. knows? So... I thought that was staggering that he wasn't charged with anything. So wow. Obviously it's telling, knows. very telling, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's again, at the time, time. Yeah. yeah. Burke is sentenced to death by hanging. There was a public hanging on the 28th of January, 19. Sorry, um, yeah, uh, 1829. And there 25,000 people turned up to watch <gasps> the public hanging. Wow. But there weren't no telly then. That, was that what you'd done for entertainment? Yeah. You watched the hangings? Jesus Christ. And then the uh, the irony of it all was that his body was then donated to medical <laughs> science. Love it. <laughs> and um, well, his skeleton is in a display cabinet yep. in the Surgeon's Hall in Edinburgh. Wow. And his death mask. And some anatomy students took his skin and bound a book with
2: it. Wow. Which is
1: still around today. You can still go and see the book if so you can, wish. Can we go
2: to Scotland, <laughs> guys? Go
1: and see uh, the, the, yeah. the skeleton and the death mask and the... Book that's yeah. made of skin. I wonder if that's where that, um, who's that serial killer in America who used skin, <laughs> human skin skin? Yeah, do you think he heard about Birkenair?
2: The oh, nipple belt. I can, I can go one
1: better than a book. I'm going to make a lampshade.
2: Yeah. Honestly, that's another thing that lives in my head and I can't handle it.
1: It's like studying, but in a nipple oh. form. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, it's
2: vile. I've got another fun fact. Yeah, go on. A new word was coined after the Birkin hair trial. Yeah. The word is Birkin, and it's to mean to smother a victim. Birkin.
1: Birkin. birkin. I'm going to Birkin you. Yeah. I've always <laughs> oh, <he's> been Birkin. Because <laughs> in Cockney Ramy slang, Birk means like much worse. Yes, it does. <laughs> you Birk.
2: Sorry, no, yeah. I love you. I didn't mean it.
1: <laughs> so I always thought Birk was a really harmless word until I found out what it's why yeah. why it am with. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah and I've got a uh, like slightly, slightly slightly fun fact. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh University I thought I'll look up some of the alumni uh, the yeah. famous students who have attended Edinburgh University nice. so J.K. Rowling <gasps> Yeah she oh. went there Charles Darwin Oh he originally went to study medicine and then obviously changed to um whatever he done Yep all the... What did he do Oh he came up with the theory of evolution Yes so he's right. a naturalist Yes uh, Sir Chris Hoy, you know, the cyclist, like the yeah. multi-gold winning cyclist. Yeah. He, um, he got a degree in applied sports science. Not surprised about <laughs> that. <laughs> Gordon Brown, my favourite ever prime minister ever. Fucking love Gordon Brown. Really? Yeah, I really like him. Um, he attended. He, he got his history degree and his master's in history as well, I think. Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. Oh. Went there. King Edward VII. Uh, J.M. Barry, who wrote um, oh, Peter Pan. He oh. went there, yeah. So quite a lot of really famous authors. So, Sir Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle, oh. who wrote Sherlock Holmes, love that, and Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote Treasure Island. That's amazing. So yeah, I think if you want to get a good education, pop up to Edinburgh Uni if you can it's get too late for us. I think out of all the universities in the country, that's the second most applied for. They wow. get like sixty thousand applications a year. Um,
2: it's a beautiful country as well. Yeah, isn't it? and it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's Edinburgh, Edinburgh city is oh. just
1: beautiful. Yeah, it must be a lovely place to study. Oh. And obviously you've got the inspiration of all these amazing people that yeah. have been there before you. And Birkenau. But and Birkenau. And Birkenau, and you can go and have a look at the skeleton in the, in the case. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And Knox, the fox. Yeah, Dr Knox. I keep begging it, sorry. Right. Yeah, it sounds like a guitar.
2: I know, I've got the Tourette's the with the guitar. arm at the minute. Just keep flapping it out. <laughs>
1: Well, so I think that brings us to the end of the case of Burke and
2: Hare.
1: I hope you've enjoyed it. It was Thank you. really another really interesting I case. It. Yeah, I yeah, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's just an interesting <laughs> case. Usually when you get serial killers to this extent, mm-hmm. it's because they're sick and twisted. Yeah. They've got a screw loose, they've had a head trauma. These were just doing it for money. Yeah. A bit like the Serpent actually. He was yeah. like, he was just doing it for money, wasn't he? For they? money, yeah. So yeah, but obviously we'll don't a have lot. a conscience. No. Yeah, either. So um So yeah, thanks for listening everybody. Thank you. As always, we are very appreciative. Oh yes, love it. And take care and goodbye. Bye.